Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. The Cold Omaha Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, are we ready? Sure. Locked On Wolves Wired Podcast, All-Star Weekend Edition. Tim Fakeless in his A Wolf Among Wolves hooded sweatshirt. Some nice apparel. Where can people buy that? I think it's on a website called tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. There's no link through the Wolf Among Wolves page or anything like that? There is, but it was in an old article uh, from back way back when, and it wasn't pinned or anything. We might need to update the old page so we have access, easier access to that, or by we, I mean everybody else. Push your merch, bro. I even have a, a Wolf Among Wolves coffee mug at home. Wow. Yeah. Where can we buy that, Tim? Tpublic.com. Heyo. His name is Tim Fakeless, City Pages contributor. Uh, my name is Zachary Bennett. We are here to hash out uh, a few things. We're not entirely sure, actually, frankly. I feel like this is the most <laughs> unprepared I've ever been for a podcast. Well, you, yeah. I'm just going to say it on the air. It's true. I mean, you didn't bring your laptop, so. I feel naked right now. <laughs> uh, the Wolves wrap up uh, the first half of the season, or the what we consider to be the first half of the season, although not technically. Not mathematically. Not mathematically. There you go. Uh, they end up going 22-35 and 35 to open the season. Uh, their expected win-loss record at this time of the season was 27-30, and 30, so... Falling short of that, uh, they rank 10th in the league in offensive rating, 24th in defensive rating. But they do uh, have some young studs. Andrew Wiggins becomes just the fourth player under the age of 22 to score consecutive 40-plus point games. That's, that's pretty good. That's something. That's a thing. In a victory over the Denver Nuggets, 112-99. to Tim, do you think the Wolves could beat the Nuggets in a seven-game series? Probably. You think so? I don't. Th- I'm not like calling it, but yeah, they could. I'd have to think long and hard about whether or not I think they would ha- if that series were to ever happen. I don't think they would. Uh, just like flat out. I'm just throwing it out there. I'd say they'd lose in five or six. Really? Yes. You think the Nuggets are that much better than the Wolves? Yes. Interesting. Wilson Chandler did not play. Uh, in the most recent meeting, neither did Emmanuel Moutier, although one of those names is more important than the other. Uh, just to be fair, the Wolves are missing a fairly substantial name themselves. That's true. His name is Zach Levine. But is Zach Levine as good as Wilson Chandler? Is that the point? No, it's not the point. I still don't think they beat him in a seven-game series. Okay, that's fair. I think they could. I, well, I'd they, have to think long and hard about whether who every I'd pick game if is, that series were to happen. Every game is winnable, sure, but I just don't think they'd do it. Like that's like to me that's like saying could the 
Clippers beat the Spurs in a seven-game series? Sure. I mean, they could. I don't. If I had to pick between the two of them, I'd probably pick the Spurs. But I could definitely see a scenario where the Clippers before. So your answer is you'd probably pick the Wolves, but the, I'd, the, I'd probably pick the Nuggets. But like, it's it's not that set in stone. It's for closer. Me. I take Nuggets in six. Okay. The. Uh, the All-Star game is tonight. People listening to this will have heard it by now or have watched it. Yeah, so congrats to the winner of the All-Star game, Yeah, I and guess. There's no Timberwolves involved, so. Rest easy. Uh, Carl, Anthony da- Carl Anthony Towns puts up something like 22-5 and five in the Rising Stars competition. Happy for him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, if I recall, Porzingis on Team World had the best game and ended up winning that game's MVP award. I think a lot of people were thinking that Towns was going to go off and try to win the MVP because he didn't make the All-Star team. He's going to show that statement angry. game, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-two and five—that's something. But not I think bad. in an All-Star game setting, that's not going to separate yourself. Yeah. What are stats in an All-Star game? Let me make sure those were the right numbers. I just sort of threw them out there. <laughs> something like twenty-two and five. <laughs> twenty-two and ten. My bad. Double double. Close. Classic Towns line, really. It's weird that he plays for the American team. Yeah. Do we know the distinction there? Or is, I can't wait to, until he enters world competition because I want him to play for not Team America because I want somebody else to have chance. Yeah. But, I mean, even in the scenario where he plays for Team Dominican Republic. Yeah. I mean, How good? They're not going to do anything against Team USA. Spain right. has Mark Gasol, Pau Gasol, Ricky Rubio, all these guys. And they are lucky to keep it within like seven a lot of the time. I don't see how, like, Al Horford's little brother and Carl Anthony Towns are going to do very much against Team USA. Is Al Horford's brother on the team? I would imagine so. (laughs) He was on Michigan. I don't think Al Horford plays. His little brother might have reason to, though. That's great. Uh, Just another important note. The Wolves won their 22nd game of the season on uh, February 15th, so the other night against the Nuggets. Last year, the Wolves won their 22nd game of the season on March 16th. So they're ahead of schedule. That's a thing. That's something. It's something. They're seven games away from matching their win total from last year, if I recall. 29 was their total last year. Gosh, now I'm thinking about Sam Mitchell saying, this, these guys won 16 games last year. Oh, my God. Was I pretty spot on right Yeah. There? The Southern draw. They haven't put their grown man weight on yet. All that. He had some good lines. Who is your Wolves MVP for the season? Shouts to Grandma Joanne, who came up with this question and sent it to me via text. Um, God. It's Wiggins or Towns. It's got to be Towns, right? But okay, I struggle with this because both have shown flashes defensively, but neither are terribly good defensively right now. I think Towns has been more consistent offensively and has probably made a bigger impact offensively than Wiggins on a consistent basis. For that reason, I'd probably pick Towns. But you can definitely make the argument that Wiggins has shown up, hit bigger shots late in games, and has still been a monster offensively. He is... Tibbs seems to trust him more at the end of games than he does Towns. That's saying something, I think. I agree. My answer is Wiggins. You can definitely make the case for Wiggins, I think. Yeah, he's being asked to do more offensively, especially in late-game situations, in a role that he hasn't had before on this team in his third year, mm-hmm. with being the primary ball handler. Can, 
He's playing better defense, I think, than Towns is. Yes, I would agree with that. Throughout the course of a game. What was your question you were going to ask? Could you make a dark horse piss? Uh, Oh, my God. A dark horse piss. A dark dark, horse pick. I I don't know if I have to pee that bad. (laughs) A uh, Ricky Rubio dark horse pick. They did not start. Okay. If you think back to, let's see, a month and a half ago when they were sort of looking like they were going to be cellar dwellers, bottom three in the NBA. When Rubio was out, you're saying? When he was out and also just kind of having, I would argue, the worst stretch to open a season in his career, both shooting the ball, even defensively passing the ball. It just didn't look like he was having fun. Something, Someone either lit a fire under his ass or he lit that fire himself, but he's been playing better. And it's, I would have to look up the numbers, but it seems like with his recent surge, the wins your... have come with it. <laughs> the recent surge of wins have come with the the return of Ricky Rubio and his increased offensive output in terms of points? Yeah, I... that is exactly correct. More uh, properly articulated. Yes. J- January, let me look. January, I'm just picking a random date. Okay. For funsies. January 7th. Okay. The Wolves were 11 and 26, and they had lost four in a row after falling to the Utah Jazz uh, 94 to 92. So 11 and 26. They're 22 and 35. 35 now. now. Yeah. So they've, they've gone 11 and 9 since then. Mm-hmm. And I don't know Rubio's numbers specifically, but I know that his uh, stretch of games where he had like six. Uh, double-digit scoring games in a row and mm-hmm. has come within that stretch. So to answer the initial question, yes, you can make a dark horse argument for Ricky Rubio as being the MVP of the first half of the season. I think that argument would probably, I think Ricky Rubio would probably win if we're uh, talking seasons in the past and maybe even this year, but I think because of how accustomed we've We've become to what Rubio brings to the table, both offensively and defensively. The argument loses its like usually the dark horse. There's like a there's a dark horse. Everybody knows it's the dark horse. Like in the West for the playoffs, it's the Jazz, right? That's sure they just have that dark horse feeling to him. Rubio doesn't have that feeling. It's like you know what you're going to get. That's what he does. So when you remove him from the equation, he's obviously the MVP if he's hurt right now. I think. That's fair. I just I would consider him a dark horse only because one, the narrative for this season has been Wiggins, Levine, Towns all year. And two, he uh, he's been on the, you know, reported alleged trade block since Tibbs pretty much uh took control. And three, he didn't exactly start off great and I think it's not necessarily understood nationally that, or even locally, how much better he's played overall. I don't know. Just a thought. Maybe he's not a dark horse, but he's not the first guy you think of for sure, or even the second. He's definitely the third guy that you would uh, most people would come up with. Maybe even fourth for those that would pick Levine. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's going to be the title of this podcast. Tim doesn't know. You know nothing, Tim Fakeless. Nice. I'm I'm, I'm itching for Egrid Bennett. For, <laughs> I'm itching for some Game of Thrones. Now I'm sad. I watched one this morning. It was great. Uh, 
Lindsey Whalen participated in the celeb game, which I unfortunately wasn't able to watch. But Who played in it? Do you have access to the rosters? I guess. I suppose I can look that up. I'll I'm intrigued. Yeah. Because it's always a collection of WNBA players. Former NBA players, I think, occasionally are in it. Kevin Hart's always in it, it seems like. Which is And then annoying. just a slew of people that are on, like... Remember you know, when Zach Le- Brooklyn Nine, a character from Brooklyn Nine Nine will be on there, and someone from like CSI Miami. That's not a show anymore, but you you get my point. Just random cast members from random network television shows. Here's Michael Swift- Smith's West team. Okay, Miles Brown. Miles Brown. Miles Brown. Not the not, not Minneapolis fame. Miles Brown. The actor. Fair enough. Tom Cavanaugh. Okay. Mark Cuban. Okay. Baron B Diddy Davis. <laughs> Andy Grammer, Zhang Jinfu. Don't know who that is. Anthony Mackie. I don't know who that is. Romeo Miller. Really, little Romeo. All right. That that's who it is. Yeah, he it's played with Lil Demar Romeo. Derozan at USC. He was like a legit basketball player. I remember what what was his hit. I'm really gonna do it, huh? It, it was it was that uh, it was that cover of that Michael Jackson song, "I Want You Back." Really? I think so. I thought he had like a bigger hit. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty well uh, versed on, in the he, hip hop game. He Little was, Romeo's discography, I'm not as familiar with. He was on Cribs. That's amazing. Anyway, back on topic. Uh, Hassan Minaj. Hassan Minaj from yeah. the Daily Show with John, or not John Stewart? Whoa, Trevor Noah. Is that Nicki Minaj's brother? No, Hassan Minaj is very Indian. Oh, Nicki Minaj has a crazy brother who, like, got kicked out of a New York club for yelling, do you know who I am, when they didn't have his reservation set Oh, my at God, the club. are you it's kidding like, me? Dude, you're Nicki do you know Minaj's who I brother. am? <laughs> I'm a, like, borderline A-list rapper's brother. That's great. Uh, Master P. Also, uh... Romeo Miller and Percy Miller, father-son duo. Oh, Ro- mm-hmm. I'm learning. You didn't know that they were related? Father-son? Had no idea. Oh, well, there you go. Candace Parker. She's legit. She's okay. She's not bad. And uh, Aaron Sanchez, celebrity chef. Okay. Coaches Michael Smith, Draymond Green, and Roski Diaz. What a what a coaching staff. Jameel Hill's East team. Brandon Armstrong, former D-League player and social media star. Okay. Social media it's a thing. star. It's a thing now. You know, who was the first social media star? I have the right answer. The first social media star? I think I have the right answer. Uh, tell me. I have no I'm idea. I'm pretty sure it's Tila Tequila because of MySpace. Oh, sure, sure. That's, a, that's I think, a good one. I think Unless you it. count Tom, the guy that's your friend, the where, like automatic friend you get on MySpace. And where is he now? Where's Tila Tequila now? Uh, probably doing better than, well, Tom actually, Doesn't Tom run MySpace? Oh, He owns it. Your point. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that all went. <laughs> it just processed as I was speaking. Like, well, Tom's doing, oh, yeah, MySpace sucks. Never mind. Wynn Butler. Okay. A musician. Have you heard of him? Nope. Oh, is that the dude from Arcade Fire? Could be. Hold on. Well, don't hold on. Keep Nick going. Nick Cannon. Oh, God. Rachel Demita, and it's listed her as an NBA 2K TV personality. Oh, uh, they have like during the game menus. If you're hooked up to the internet, they have like a weekly episode of 2K TV now. 
and they have live. Yeah, Win Butler from Arcade Fire nailed it. He's like six eight. He played basketball. He's huge. They have live, not live, but like a weekly episode. It's a, it's a recorded program mm-hmm. with actual humans. Yeah, and interviews and stuff. It's kind of cool. Video games, man. How far have we come? I don't play them, except for two K sometimes. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, I'm not. I'm not you. you. Knew, you knew I'm not you. Who goes on twenty hour benders? Yeah. You are an impressive creature in that sense. Ansel Elgort. Ansel. Ansel, yeah. Is it? This is like Hansel. Yeah. From Zoolander. Actor, recording artist. Mark Lazry. Okay. Caleb McLaughlin, or Ma, yeah, McLaughlin. Sure. Actor. Peter Rosenberg, Oscar Schmidt, the legend, basketball legend from Brazil. Oh, wow. He played in it? Yeah. How old is he now? He's got to be in his, like, 50s now, doesn't he? Oscar Schmidt. No, he's older than that. Because I thought he played through his – that he played, like, until he was 50. Oh, maybe. Lindsay Whalen, your girl. She rocks. Jason Williams. Like, white chocolate Jason Williams? Yes. Nice. And Chris Wu. Are you saying that Kevin Hart didn't participate in the celebrity game? Yes. What a world. Uh, coaches Jameel Hill, Kyle Lowry, and Fat Joe. Got Fat Joe. If I was had to root for a team, everywhere I, I was rooting for the East. Can we can we talk about Saturday for a second? All Star Saturday, sure, the yeah. one like event that I watched closely with with my pops and my mom. Uh, who? Okay, so to start the All Star Saturday festivities, they opened with DNCE. The pop group. Do you know who they are? Cake by the Ocean Band. I know that song. That's my Friday Jam song. Shouts to Sid the Kid. <laughs> uh, so they performed, and right before the dunk contest, they... They performed Cake by the Ocean? They did perform Cake by the Ocean. I gotta go back and watch all of All Star Saturday. You, you just don't. Um, and we'll talk about why in a minute. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. followed that with, you know, the skills contest and then the three-point contest. And then DJ Khaled and Fat Joe closed out. We take it over? Open for the... Did they play We, we Take It Over? They play... Is that All the Way Up? They no. played All the Way Up. Oh, well, that's a popular hit. That's the Wolves' new intro song. It's It makes me sad when I watch them perform. I don't know. Maybe I'm a cynic, but they... When I see those two acts, I'm thinking, who, like, what survey did they take where it drew them to the conclusion that let's get the fans jazzed up with a little DNCE and Fat Joe? It's maybe, better, maybe. It's better in Vanilla Ice. Oh, God. Let's, we don't even have to go there. <laughs> we don't have to. They didn't pick the Wolves halftime <coughs> crew to pick the performances. We'll say that. Anyway. I don't know. Lean Back is a jam, though. They didn't perform Lean Back. I wish he would have. Lean Back. I don't know if I'm ready to call that a jam. Lean Back should be performed at an all-star game, like pregame or halftime, once every 10 years just to keep us in check. (laughs) Again, I don't know if I'm ready to say that. Uh, All-Star Saturday, did you watch? No, I've been sick, and that's why there hasn't been any of the lockdown programming. Apologies to the listeners. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, so (laughs) Saturday. We start with the skills competition. Kenny Smith openly, vocally saying, Cat winning last year was a fluke. The bigs can't keep this consistent. First round happens, and let's and I'll preface by saying Devin Booker. Uh oh God, who's the other Kentucky guard that was in it? Devin Booker, Demarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis, and one other Kentucky guy who I'm just blanking. Jamal Murray? No. Oh my God! 
a Kentucky backcourt player. Look that up. Anyway, all four of them booted in the first round. The like there were four like sort of semifinal competitions before the backcourt played the backcourt and the frontcourt played the frontcourt for the finals to get into the actual finals. So I guess the quarterfinals. There were there was a Kentucky participant in each of the first rounds. All four of them got the boot. Uh, you sure it wasn't Jamal Murray? Maybe it was. Okay. I don't think so, though. Continue, though. Anyway, we follow up with Gordon Hayward versus Isaiah Thomas in the second round. Nikola Jokic versus Kristaps Porzingis on the other side. Kristaps and Hayward make it to the finals. And I don't know if you know the contest very well. It's basically like a chest pass after you're running through a few cones. Then you have to make the chest pass, then you run back, and I think you have to make a layup. Go through some more cones and make a three. That's how you finish it. It was John John Wall? John Wall. There it is. Thank you. John Wall. Um, Gordon Hayward and Chris Tapps Porzingis could not buy a three at the end. It was painful to watch. That's but a bummer. Inevitably, Chris Tapps Porzingis won the contest, shut Kenny up a little bit. Uh, then we followed up with the three-point contest, which I don't know about you. With the exception of the last two years, it's been my favorite contest for the last several. Just, It's like actual in-game skill being shown, and it's fun to watch. Go uh, on. Who won? <laughs> that's funny. I watched it last night, but now I'm blanking on who won. Must have had a long night last night, Timmy. I might have. Over at the Exchange building. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can talk about how the Exchange is the worst bar in Minneapolis later. Um, Are you prepared to call it a bar, or is it more? Well, it's a club. Um, Tim went clubbing last night. What? Up? I sat on a couch. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They had a they had a couch. They had a huge couch in the club. <laughs> they was, did. Was Fat Joe playing on the speaker? <laughs> I was trying to just let everything go. Oh man, that's why I couldn't remember the winner of the three point contest. A real dark horse in this, Eric Gordon of the Houston Rockets. I think a lot of people were picking Good for him. Clay Thompson, who won it last year. You know, kind of tailor made for that contest. A lot of people picking CJ McCollum. Eric Gordon came out and won. Uh I don't think Clay Thompson even made the finals, if I recall. It was Kemba Walker. And then I think it was McCollum and Gordon, and Gordon came out with the W. Gordon isn't it fitting because doesn't Gordon lead the league and made three point shots? I think they said he was third. Maybe maybe that was a different person. As He's of, definitely up there. As of a couple weeks ago, I know he was leading the league in three-point shots. But back to Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray wins the uh, Rising Stars Challenge with a cool 36-point outing to pace Team World to a 150-141 to win. Oh, he won it, huh? Why that, did I hear last night that it was Porzingis? TNT does not always give proper facts. If, if I could rewind are to— you, Are they alternative facts? Sometimes. Nailed, nailed Reggie it. Miller called Nikola Jokic Djokovic. Jeez. Just right, like I can't stress enough how embarrassing it is that a national media outlet has an analyst that doesn't know how to pronounce one of the more simple last names of one of the best centers in the NBA. That is embarrassing. That's fair. Um, it's a fair criticism. The one contest we did not talk about, which has been, I think, revived the last two years, the dunk contest. Of course, Zach Levine obviously could not participate but did had now. he had he not gotten hurt still said he was not going to play in it this year mm-hmm. or participate in it uh which left Aaron Gordon I think is a lot of is the favorite to a lot of people because of how close it was last year between the two of them 
Aaron Gordon finished in dead last. Uh-huh. I'd Missed... say happy for him, but it you... oh, doesn't apply. His yet. first dunk, which I would argue is one of the lamer dunks, it was creative in theory, I guess, but when you really think about it, it's I'll backtrack. It was a drone that dropped the ball, and he tried to do like a between-the-legs dunk. My argument, isn't that basically the same thing as just like a dude dropping it? It's just like a remote control machine? I don't know. I thought it was lame. Uh, the winner, though, of the dunk contest, if we can cycle back to the Wolves for a moment, or former Wolves, Glenn Robinson the third, who I honestly didn't even know was participating until I started watching tonight. Former Wolves legend. Yeah. The the famous Glenn Robinson the third, where I, I, hundreds at least of people were shouting in fury after the Wolves cut him in the middle of his rookie season, if I recall correctly. I, I wasn't yelling in fury, but I do remember being sort of perplexed because they cut him not at the first available time to cut him. So it was, you know, they had some time. Like, it wasn't like, oh, you can cut. The, you can cut these players on this day, and then they immediately cut them. Like, it was like a month after that. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, – uh, He sorry. plays for Indiana now. I mean, He hardly played, and I'm like, well, why didn't you at least play him? I know you get to see him in practice, but the Wolves are the worst team in the league, and the guy never plays. Yeah, they were really bad that year. That was the Andrew Wiggins rookie year. That was the year they traded Kevin Love, and they were bad that year. They were awful. They could have given him a shot. Could have. He plays for Indiana now. He's like a legit rotation, rotation player. Yeah, rotation. He's not bad. Uh, well, Derek Jones dunk, Jr. Dunk contest winner. Yeah, for whatever that's worth. Fred Jones was the last Indiana Pacer to win the dunk contest. Who exactly? Fred Jones. Nice, nice. Uh, he beat out Derek Jones Jr. in the finals. Do you know who Derek Jones Jr. is? Uh, son to Derek Jones Sr. Uh. Yes, that is absolutely true. Also, a member of the Phoenix Suns. I think he's on a 10-day contract. He's played 20 total minutes in his NBA career. He made a name for himself as a dunker in the D-League. Good for him. Uh, And his in-game dunks are disgusting. Uh, D-League Oracle Chris Reichert got a shout-out during the Rising Stars competition from Brett Berry. Really? Yeah. Good for him, man. That's awesome. What a time to be alive. Chris Reichert, Brett Berry. In the same circle. Yeah, I, know. I don't know if they're in the same circle, but I like saying that for Chris's sake. He was, uh, I think he was one of Wolves Wired's first guests on the program. Other, did we have him here in the no, studio, him, or did we have we him? We had him on the phone in the other studio. Oh, right, but we had him in, like, this building, not yeah. not in the primitive don't-digit-fix-it-slash-my-apartment days. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. No, it was like, Naylor... In Don't Titch It, Fix It, and then Seth Parnell and Chris Reichert in some order. And let's not forget uh, Stats Guy Dave. Oh, yeah, Super Stats In my Dave. apartment. That was in your apartment. That was somewhat unprofessional. That was a <laughs> We Just Want a Guest podcast. <laughs> hey, come Dave knows his stuff, he to does. be clear, but Super just like, hey, Dave, do you, do you want to come over and talk about basketball in front of a computer for a while? Yeah, at Tim's kitchen table. <laughs> We'll move over the recycling a little bit so you can see. That there. definitely happened. <laughs> My recycling uh, area, I'll call it, because it's not a bin. Uh, <laughs> it's more than one bin. <laughs> it's several Byerly's bags, basically, uh, right next to my kitchen table. I have a tiny-ass kitchen. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, and say that we're happy to be at the studio now because, I mean, <laughs> we did a laptop podcast recently, and 
That's how all of them sounded. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what the Wolves got next on the docket coming out of the All-Star break on uh, next Friday. So they get a nice long break. We don't know a few things important to know. We don't know if Lance Stevenson assigned his second 10-day, but we do know he's expected to be sidelined for two weeks. I think a good a second second 10-day may be a contract till the end of the year because what's money? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, It's not going to hurt their cap next year. It's, it all depends on his health. Otherwise, they, I wouldn't be shocked if Tibbs signed somebody else. Yeah, they didn't really get to see, I mean, they saw some. They didn't get to see the full smorgasbord of what he can offer. I think that'll happen. Um, no word yet on the Nikola Pekovic insurance deal, which Mark Stein reported the Wolves would pursue. Yeah. Uh, at the first moment they could, January 31st, so... I guess we're keeping an eye on that, like good journalists would. And I wonder if they're just keeping that as under the radar as possible. Yeah, well, you know, these things, it's business. You know, things take time. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, you can't pick up the phone and call Pekovic right, out the, right after the deadline. you, you got to let these ha- conversations happen organically, I suppose. Anywho, yeah, the Wolves return to action at home Friday, February 14th against the Dallas Mavericks. Wait, no, that can't be right. February February twenty fourth. I'm sorry. That makes sense. If I, I recall, I think I looked at the schedule. It's I, one, there's only five home games left. That's kind of insane. Yeah, that is insane. Five. It's been fun. Yeah, I mean, I've got to go to these games. This is going to be brutal. We just did five in a row. That's true. Six in a row. So yeah, they're at Dallas or they're here. Taking on Dallas, then they fly to Houston for a back second night of a back-to-back on Saturday, uh, and then Sacramento. So we'll uh, discuss those games after they happen. For Tim Fakeless, contributor to A Wolf Among Wolves and City Pages, my name is Zachary Bennett. You've been listening to the Locked On Wolves Wire podcast. So long. You are locked on Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.